How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Go to cnbcmakeit.com slash courses to register now and learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course where experts share their secrets for a dynamic resume, coming across with confidence, what to wear, and more. For a limited time, save 50% with our introductory offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses. Options Action is brought to you by TD Ameritrade, where you gain access to research tools to help you sharpen your trading strategies. It's Friday and it's time for Options Action. I'm Melissa Lee, live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. Here with me tonight, Carter Worth, Mike Coe, and a special appearance by Dennis Savitt. Here's what's coming up. While market volatility will surely be with us for a while longer, the Options Arena is presenting an opportunity that few have ever seen. We'll explain what it is, how long it may last, and how you can take advantage of it right now. Then, crude cracks below $80 as demand and recession fear rise. We'll outline a safer way to get your profits pumping back to the upside. And even with consumer confidence slumping, now might be a right time to make a play in gaming stocks, we'll show you how. It's time to risk less to make more. Options action starts right now. Well, before we get to tonight's trades, let's go around the horn for a take on this week's trading. The market's ending the last five sessions pretty much back where they started. The Nasdaq slightly lower. So, Carter, doesn't seem like much happened, but actually... Lots of this stuff happened this week, especially with the inversion and with the move in energy. That's right. We had a lot of earnings news and a lot of movement that was idiosyncratic and also macro stuff, a lot of movement in currencies, in rates. And yet the net effect for equities was a big old unch for the most part. So, Dennis, what's your take on that, that we are unch? Is that good news that all this stuff can happen and, and the markets take it in stride? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on under the hood this week in the marketplace. I mean, everything from Walmart to Target, one hits, one misses. So a lot of different sort of correlation stuff going on. It is, you know, like Coolio would say, it's a stock picker's paradise. Like if you're right on your research, this is a great week where it may seem boring on the, on the outside. Yeah. Mike, your take? Yeah, I mean, I think the news from, from Target, if we're trying to take information there and sort of look uh, more broadly, I don't think, uh, as many have already said, that that's so great for the consumer. Uh, I think the market managed to shake off some other things, like a lot of the, the nonsense that was going on in the crypto space with FTX uh, pretty well. I might have expected the market actually to respond more negatively uh, than it has, and, and obviously ending on an uptick. Uh, today. But, you know, I still remain convinced, despite the fact that we're in a seasonally good period for equities going into the holidays here. Um, and, you know, given the fact that we've obviously had a big pullback from the highs earlier this year, I, I still have a hard time believing that we're going to start hitting some of those upside targets I've heard, you know, most notably on, on the five o'clock show from the likes of Steve Grasso, you know, that 4,400 level on the S&P. That seems out of reach to me. All right. Well, we'll see. Let's turn now to oil. Crude cracking below 80 bucks a barrel as recession fears rise and demand overseas continues to drop. Carter, are we going to fall back below the late September lows? That's the question. Well, what's so fun is that exactly 24 hours ago, I was standing at this wonderful plasma. We were talking about oil and let's do it again, because I don't think anything's changed except more of the same. It's been under pressure and today it actually broke the trend line. So here's the trend line from last night. 
And again, it's so often the same setup or circumstance, regardless of what the instrument is. And what do we do today? Today we broke. Now, you can draw the lines any way you want, of course. You can also call this a big old reversal formation. Doesn't matter whether you call it a head and shoulders, but it has all the elements of something that's topping. Next chart, and on we go. So, what about the energy shares market, right? So this is now the sector, obviously driven by Exxon, Chevron, Conoco, and a few others, but it is the S&P 500 energy sector's relative performance to the S&P. So it's a ratio chart. And forget about the scale. All we're looking at is the direction of the line. If the line is rising, energy is outperforming. If it's declining, it's underperforming. And so the key is this whole big period here, right, where energy really has outperformed the S&P. But, next chart. This move, this strength, and where does it leave us? It's so important to mine your trends. It goes right up to and is, guess what? It's struggling. It's had a very bad week. It's down 700 base points relative to the S&P in just a matter of sessions. And so what that warrants, of course, is a big old down arrow. And there it is. Uh, I, just, I just don't like it. Now, um, in terms of the XLE itself, and then let's get to one stock in particular, here is, and it's so often the case, look. These lines draw themselves. I mean, I didn't make the thing fit this trend line. It's just kind of how it works for those who accept or don't accept technical analysis. But what we really have here is a double top, and that deserves a big old red arrow. And so I think we're going down further. And finally, take a look at Oxy. So it's been a great winner, and it too has lived within a well-defined ascending channel, but it blew out through the top. And what I think you've got here is one two, three, down arrow, and we're going to come at least to the upper band, if not further down into the channel. Sell, OXY. Wow. Uh, Mike, what's the trade? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We talked about it earlier this week. We, we did see uh, a number of large trades fading the energy space. We saw some huge upside call sales in Exxon, in Schlumberger, in Halliburton, and we did see some really big put buying in Occidental. Uh, we personally, who have been net long energy for most of this year, actually recently paired our Schlumberger and Helmerich in pain positions. We don't hold either of them anymore. I still have small amounts of Halliburton. My thinking is, like Carter's, uh, that there is potentially uh, some material downside potential in Occidental. Now, the puts that we saw trading this week were the 60s, but I think a better way to play it would actually be to use a put spread. I was looking at the January 70, 57 and a half put spread. And the reason I'm looking at that put spread rather than just outright buying the 60 strike puts like we saw that large institutional trader doing is that number one, oxy options are actually quite expensive. And secondly, you would need the stock to fall well below that 60 strike price uh, in order to see profits. This would see profits at a much earlier level. The decay won't be as pronounced, and we're giving ourselves uh, a decent amount of time looking out to January for this to take place. Dennis, do you like this trade? Yeah, I really like this trade. Uh, one of the reasons I like this trade so much, and we're, we're about to talk about SKU in a few minutes, the energy sector is the one place where puts are really, really expensive. So by doing a put spread, you're financing that hedge by selling a very expensive put. And like in that sector, puts are expensive, and Oxy has the most expensive puts that I see in the sector. I think it's a great trade. All right, so let's go right to your your trade, your talk on SKU, Dennis. Right now in the options market, something very rare is happening, and Dennis is saying that investors can actually harness it to risk less, potential, potentially boost your profits, and create a little portfolio protection. So what do you mean by that? Yeah, so portfolio protection, when I lay the trade out here, 
it's going to look like it has a lot of risk on it, but what it really does is it reduces risk in your whole portfolio. Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, each on the same day this week, put out uh, derivative pieces or options pieces about how flat skew is. So by saying you have a flat skew, people tend to buy options. They tend to buy puts um, in equities in general. So that tends to drive the price of puts significantly higher than the equidistant price of call. So if you have an asset trading 100, a $90 put is going to trade more than a $110 call. It's been that way for the 30 years I've been trading this until now. Now what we've seen after the softer than CPI, softer than expected CPI number last week came out, the, the market crashed to the upside. We're up 5.5%. I mean, from the lows in October, we're up 15%. So this is a huge, if you turn that chart upside down, people think it's the end of the world. And the options market is agreeing with that. So what that presents you with is an opportunity to buy protection on your portfolio and not have it cost any money. So the way you do that is what, the, what it will cost you is maybe some potential upside exposure. We put a trade together, um, you know, looking at the spiders, which are trading $395. You can go out and buy the 10% out of the money put, which would be the 355 put out in June. And then the money you take in from that, basically, um, I'm sorry, the money you spend on that can be financed almost entirely by selling a $435 call. So these are both up and down 10%. The thing I think is really interesting about this trade is we pointed out a trade like this almost a month ago on the show. Um, and that was when the market was trading $375. The market has rallied up to $395. That put has decayed significantly. That upside call really has not gone up very much in value. So it's just another opportunity to restrike a hedge on your portfolio if you're worried about the market rolling over the 15% we just rallied recently. This is a great way to do it and not have it cost you very much money. Professor Coe, I know you've noticed this too. So what do you think of this trade, this protection for free? Yeah, I, I, I really like it. I mean, one, there's a couple things going on here. It's important to remember that if you own SPY, you also, between now and June expiration, are going to get a couple dividends as well. Uh, and part of what has also driven up the price of calls, and there, the volatility component is one thing that uh, Dennis highlighted. Also, as interest rates rise, all else equal, the value of uh, calls increases and the value of puts decreases. So this is a dynamic that we haven't seen in a couple respects. Both the flat volatility that we're seeing is, is one I haven't experienced really in my professional experience and options either, but we are getting back to a more normal rate environment, and that also helps the risk-reward relationship a little bit. I mean, if you think about it right now, do you think we're gonna break out to all-time highs in the S&P sometime soon, or do you think that there's still some potential risk to the downside? Here, you have equal participation either way, and I, I think this is a good way to protect your portfolio. All right, for everything Options Action, check out our website and newsletter. There's much more Options Action right after this. Don't just kiss the die and let them fly. Stack the odds in your favor with options. We'll show you how best to make a go at a particular gaming stock. Plus, calling all Options Action fans. Reach into your pocket, grab your phone, and tweet us your question at Options Action. If it's nice, we'll answer it on air when Options Action returns. 
How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course. Get the limited-time offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses. Options Action is brought to you by TD Ameritrade, where you gain access to research tools to help you sharpen your trading strategies. Welcome back to Options Action. Check out the casino stocks cashing in big time over the last month. Caesars, Penn Gaming, Las Vegas Sands, all up more than 20% since mid-October. Well, MGM's up a healthy 12%, but has the rally already crapped out, Professor Coe says. No, it's not too late to toss your chips on the table. Mike. You know, uh, taking a look at these gaming stocks, they obviously had a good bounce off the bottom, uh, and that's what I think it might be. But we have to remember just how far several of these names have fallen. If you take a look at where these things were uh, a couple of years ago, they were substantially higher uh, than they are right now. I'm taking a look at Penn Gaming, which is really one of the smaller players, and it's purely domestic. You know, this is a company that reported earnings two weeks ago, and one of the things we saw was that they were managing to beat slightly on the margin side, beat slightly on the revenue side. That suggests that uh, basically the guidance that folks are getting from management is relatively conservative. We did see increases in those margins and a pretty good increase in revenues as well. And the thing is relatively cheap as well at about 11 times earnings or so. You know, one quick point I would make, though, is that the options on this thing are not so cheap. So when I'm taking a look at ways to put play for some potential upside, I want to make sure that I can mitigate some of that expense. And I was looking at using a vertical spread. In this case, a call spread is uh, what I was looking out to. December 30th, this is the uh, weeklies that end at uh, the end of December. And in this case, buying an at-the-money 37-strike call and selling the 43-strike call against it when I was looking at that earlier today cost you a little over $1.70 a contract or the equivalent of $1.70 a share to put this on. Remember that there's 100 shares per contract. But this is a way that you can risk a relatively small amount of the current stock price to make a bet. Another important point, when you see those elevated options premiums, that's because uh, the stock actually has a potential to move quite a lot. And so $6 on a $37 stock, it may seem like a lot, but this is one of those names that actually has the potential to make that kind of a move. Carter, what do you see in the charts? It's all uh, systems go. I mean, these are turns, bearish to bullish reversals, and we're going to look at them right now. So first, let's start with an aggregate. And what we have here is the Russell 3000 um, Casino and Gambling Sub-Industry Group. Now, you see that I've drawn these lines already, but the point is that double bottom is important, right? The June low, October low. We know the S&P made a new low. This group held. Let's put in a trend line. And what we know is that the moving average, whether you use an automated trend line or an actual trend line, take a look, you get the same circumstance. And so now here's Penn with the 100 moving average was on the cusp of flattening. But again, it's the same thing. We can put in the double bottom. And I think we might have one more, which is Penn with the actual trend line. So whether you use a line you've drawn or a, a moving average, which is trying to approximate a trend line drawn, what do we know? We have well-defined touch points. And what has happened? We have moved through it. Put in our double bottom. Give it a big green arrow. I'm a buyer. That was clear. Dennis, what's your take? You agree? Um, I really like the trade, uh, the options trade, the structure of it, uh, what you're paying for it versus what the payout could be. Do I love the stock? I, I don't know if I love the stock. The pen primarily concentrates in the U.S. and Canada. Um, 
Or is there a lot of speculation in these gaming stocks about World Cup coming on? How much World Cup betting are we going to see in Iowa on a riverboat? I don't know. Um, that's why I love using options on the trade, because it really limits your risk if you are completely wrong on the trade. So do you think that the direction of the trade is wrong or is it just, I mean, I'm just trying to understand, like, you yeah. like the structure of the trade, so if you're going to yep. do it, do it this way, Right. but you do I have like a, the trade. Do I have a real strong opinion uh, about this stock? No. Okay. If I think it may go up, this is the best way to do it because it could limit your downside. They don't have exposure in China. How much, you know, is Las Vegas Sands really Las Vegas Sands or right. is it something overseas? They don't have that exposure. Since they don't have that exposure, I'm not super excited about the stock, but I'm also not a gaming stock analyst, right? As an options trader, I love the trade okay. because it limits your risk. So, Mike, you're an options trader. You're not a gaming analyst, but you do know a thing or two about gaming. So is it both? you like both these aspects? I do like both these aspects. You know, it's interesting. You know, we, we had uh, Prop 26 and Prop 27 here in California, which is probably and could have potentially been one of the, the best sportsbook events. Penn was probably one of the lesser known contributors to trying to get uh, Prop 27 passed. It did not pass. It actually was defeated overwhelmingly. And yet the stock has behaved well. And I think the reason for that is that it is it's trading quite cheap, actually. You know, it's probably around 11 times earnings. So I think a lot of this bad news is baked in the cake. And they are seeing some pretty good results coming out of their Bay Area. And I don't mean San Francisco Bay Area. I mean, uh, Boston area. Uh, so I think there is some potential to the upside. And it's a fairly stable business. All right. Up next, we're taking your questions on NVIDIA, Tesla, and more. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Options Action. Time to take some tweets. Our first fan says, I'm sure you get bombarded with all the Tesla questions, but in this situation and environment, what would be the best way to trade maybe a slight drop from here around plus or minus 5 to 10%, but still protecting the shares held? Earnings not until January, so looking into December. What do you think, Carter? You were just on Fast Money and you said sell Tesla again. That's right. So what, that, what I so. think I'll do is address that and then maybe Mike uh, or Dennis will mm -hmm. jump right in with an option strategy. Myself, I were along the stock, I'd either sell calls or I'd, I'd buy a risk reversal. But as to the stock itself, again, think how bad it is. If you have equities globally bouncing dramatically for the past four weeks and the top five or six stock in the planet in terms of market cap has no bid. I think you could fairly say uh, the CEO is distracted. It's got a lot on his uh, plate, Mike. Uh, so what would the trade be? Well, you know, it's interesting because the viewer actually told us what the trade would be. Concerned mm -hmm. about a 10% decline, and if you hold the shares but you want to hang on to them, then you should be hedging them. And the best way to do that would be to use a put spread. You could buy an at-the-money put and sell a 10% out-of-the-money put. And you will collect something for that 10% out of the money put because implied volatility is high in Tesla. All right. Our next tweet asks, Northrop Grumman currently showing weakness. Are there opportunities here for further downside? Dennis, what do you say? Um, there could be opportunities here for further downside, but the options market is saying no. Hmm. Um, they're pricing options very inexpensively. It's one of the few stocks out there where the implied volatility of the options is right on top of the historical volatility of the options. They normally trade at premium. The stock's also gone from 480 to $520 over the last five or six sessions. Um, so I don't know if this tweet was maybe sent before then, but the stock looks bullish to me. Options look inexpensive. If you're worried about a downside event, you should go out and buy the $500 put 
I don't even think you need to sell another option against it in this case because while it's an expensive $500 stock, the implied price of the puts is very inexpensive. What's your take on the chart? It is a very bullish chart. I mm. think that's exactly right, Dennis. Up and to the right, not too steep, and it is just checked back, perchance, to the penny, to the 150-day moving average, huh. where it bounced. All right. Our next fan asks, any advice for holders of NVIDIA stock on how to augment their position in the current environment? Mike, what do you say? Yeah, NVIDIA sets up for something we call a stock recovery play. When you have uh, stocks like this one that have declined sharply, you still hold the stock, you don't want to own it. Uh, the fact is that returning to your prior highs is pretty unlikely. So what you will look to do is put on a one by two call spread over your stock at something close to zero cost. And what that's going to do is essentially double your returns between the strikes without any outlay of premium. And NVIDIA is a good candidate for this because it has a very high implied volatility, about 60%. You know, you probably want to go out uh, somewhere between 30 and 60 days when you're looking at your expirations for a trade like that one. All right. Our next Twitter user wants to know, given Apple charts today, is it a good idea to buy a 125 or 130 put on Apple for March 2023? Dennis? Um, very specific tweet to the expiry and, and the uh, strike price. Um, I, you're talking about down 17 percent in Apple and one of the largest stocks in the world. When I'm looking at cataclysmic things like that, I tend to look at what is Apple a part of? So it's a very large percentage of the NASDAQ of the QQQ. So if I look at a 15% out of the money put on QQQ, and where is that trading, right? You're kind of, it's really tough for Apple to be down 15% and not the broader market to be down a significant amount. So if you feel it's specific to Apple, yeah, you should buy some puts if that's a concern of yours. I think these puts are a little expensive that far out of the money, down 15% by March. Something bad is going to happen in the world. I would rather just buy the QQQ puts. All right. Up next, final call. Time for the final call. Carter. If you're short, Tesla, stay. If you're long, take some off and put it into Penn Gaming. Dennis Davitt. Um, I like Carter and Mike's call on energy. If higher rates could mean slowing down the economy, lower energy. Mike Coe. Call spreads in Penn. All right, that does it for us here on Options Action. We will not see you next Friday because we are off for Thanksgiving. So please enjoy your holiday with family and friends. Be sure to catch us the following Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't go anywhere. Mad Money with Jim Cramer starts right now. Options Action is brought to you by TD Ameritrade, where you gain access to research tools to help you sharpen your trading strategies. How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course. Get the limited-time offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses.